um, it's easier to edit. <laughs> uh, true. It is easy to upload. <laughs> so, and no, nah, it just, it, I mean, that's how I started off anyway, because I was not trying to do video. It just happened. Okay. Yeah, the same way I got in porn, it's right. just happened. So, okay, well, so, I'll make sure for next time I put a nice little outfit and something together, you know. Yeah, because I mean, they, you know, fans enjoyed seeing the last time. I was just a beforehand, <laughs> and I'd have, I'd have been prepared. I just thought that we was just going to do an audio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing I right. mean, you, you have been, I, I'm, like I said, I follow you, you know. Mm-hmm. You've been on the tail on your, on, your, on your Twitter feed. And, and and we did do a scene in the Hooters outfit, huh? Yes, I did do a scene in the Hooters outfit. It was a um a, a double BJ with my friend Kim Swallows and um K Diggs. That's <laughs> it. Ain't no way in hell y'all won't go wear that shit and not do one scene. <laughs> I in the it, it, I had I, that was my goal. It was at least to do one scene in that outfit. Originally, I was supposed to do that outfit with uh, with someone else, but um, we didn't really keep in contact about everything. So I just went on and just did it with somebody else, and it still turned out just as good as I thought. I mean, the visuals was was hot. Because <laughs> see, see, I love when females do the V with the dick and the balls, and mm. it's the up or down way where you can see one girl sucking the balls, the other girl sucking the dick. They all looking up, and it's the camera shot. That shit was fire. I ain't even going to Well, I definitely appreciate it. And it's a big shout out to my, my manager and my camera man, DC Gohard. He, he definitely put forth his best efforts to make sure that he gets the best angles and, um, you know, uh, make sure that he, uh, what, I guess you could say. Um, he knows how to work the camera because DC Gohard is, first of all, a legend and he has experience. So I'm yeah. sorry, it's nothing like working with like, experience. Yeah. And, and he definitely knows how to, like, Zoom in on what 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 makes you you. So it's like, um, for every girl that he manages, I guess we all have something different, and he makes sure he capitalizes and makes sure he pinpoints exactly what it is that the fans like from us. So he definitely know what he's doing, and I appreciate him uh, a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I spent time in front of the camera and behind the camera, and. It's like also the other part of this is so the listeners can understand. Not just any cameraman, a cameraman is experienced in shooting porn. See, it's a difference. And that's a mistake that a lot of camera people don't get. Yep. It's a way that you shoot porn with the camera yes. because it's angles you have to get. It's also you have to get in certain spots and and for example, you you also got to know what the people want, such as they might want that upward angle where he's hitting it doggy style and they're seeing balls on pussy lips. Yep. You know, period. Um, you have to know when to pan back 
and mm-hmm. move forward. Keyword pan back, move forward, because you do not want to zoom because you lose focus. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I know my shit, people. So uh, I see you know a little sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a photographer because see, a great cameraman is also a great photographer is a great photographer. Mm-hmm. They will take great pictures because I take it that um some of your photo shoots is done by him, DC Gohard, right? Yes, um, I've I've done a few photo shoots with him, um, and um, and some of his friends as well. Um, he he's getting better with the photography. Um, it, it it was he wasn't as good as like the photographers that I was taking like my actual like photo shoot photo shoot pictures with, but he's getting a lot better now with taking photos and editing. I just see, you know, from where he started to where he is now, and he has grown a lot. And, you know, uh, self-teaching, um, teaching himself how to do all of this because he, he, he's a very smart guy and it, it's just very awesome to see him pick up on a craft so easily and be able to turn that into the business that he has turned it into. It's like this. I'm going to say this, then I'm going to go to the particulars. <clears throat> My mentor... <laughs> Mike Brown, shots out to him. I went to high school and everything. We ran track together. Nice fellow. And um, he used to be my photographer during my BCB street team days. My mm-hmm. had girls come to Durham. Don't do it porn, just taking pictures. This is back in the day where pictures actually made money. Right. So he told me, he made me start taking pictures. And he said, there's two type of photographers. There's great photographers, and there's photographers that's great with Photoshop. He said, you want to be a photographer that's great without Photoshop. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm or download the app on your phone and get started. I am your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links in one, with one link, allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we do have. First one being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine on the web today, eroticismmagazine.com. And last but not least, in black-owned 90% profit for your content creators. No hashtag issues whatsoever. And for you consumers, a new place for you to consume your Triple X product. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. Also proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network, now going on two years. <laughs> so go over to shopgwdistrict.com and um, buy from... Black-owned, I'm talking about over 500 Black-owned retail shops and boutiques. ShopGWDistrict.com. Also, check me out on FullySwapRadio.com every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. As well as SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com and the BGPLLC app. So, y'all hear the voice. Y'all hear the accent. Y'all can just sense the section that's just coming through through your ears right now. I am here with the gorgeous, the beautiful, the legendary, the queen of the DMV when it comes to that glory hole. I'm talking about the one and only Quincy Rose. Say hello to everyone. 
Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> and we're going to have her again and again and again. See, I like bringing people back. It, 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 a lot of these podcasts do like one, one and done. Mm-hmm. I kind of treat it like the porn industry. You know, once, uh, you know, I made money with you, your shit sold for me, you damn right I want to shoot with you again. That was the whole point of bringing women for a weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, maximize your your content. You know, period. Uh, how, what's the most scenes you ever shot within a weekend of work? Um, it was either I think it was six scenes, six six to eight scenes in a weekend. Okay, okay, we run neck and neck. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was that was actually my first time doing a shoot house. Um. Oh no, so you beat me. Because <laughs> it was, was one girl time. I shot with. Go ahead. Uh, that was the time when I, I went to Vegas and I had uh, um, Super Lover, um, mm. CJ, he invited me out to Vegas uh, to do some content with a few guys. Um, and it was a great experience. That's where I did the the five the hard way, blow bang. Mm. Um, I did. Yeah, I saw that trailer. I saw that trailer. Yeah, so that, that's <laughs> why I did that. Down. Yo. I really much enjoyed myself. That was my first time doing yeah, that. Yeah, I can well. tell. Yeah, I can. I can tell you was you was you was happy. Yes, it was. It was very much be smooth. Um, I had a great time. Uh, I, I I filmed with with five guys, those five guys, and then I think I did um one individual scene with each one of them as well, and I believe two photo shoots. So that's as you did, I know the dudes is like. They didn't know what to do with you. <laughs> like, wait a second. Did she damn she's still energized? <laughs> I definitely blew those guys' minds with my work ethic, which is the reason why they continue to keep um speaking good things about me and um by word of mouth getting me other uh gigs and um content and things like that with other people just by uh speaking good things about me. So I just make sure that I when I'm going into a work setting, uh, I keep my professionalism. I put my best foot forward, and I just focus on the work, get the work done. And when your work speaks for itself, and you're good at what you do, and you're easy to work with, then everything just falls in place. Yeah, cause um, because I think I saw a tweet that you did. It was a while back. About how you wanted, or it to, to the to the point of you wanted to work with more professional guys that you yeah. really was actually I don't know was thinking about scaling back on content trade to a certain extent or what have you. I don't know what the gist. Mm-hmm. Of, I can't it was a while back. So, when, <clears throat> do you feel when a female get to a certain point in her career, that's something that she should think about or start doing? I I feel like. And everyone should do that in the beginning of their career. I, I don't feel like that should be something that you should be doing um, after you've already established yourself. I feel like if you come out the gate like that, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's just better that way. I I sit I sit down sometimes and I think about what I did and how I did it to get to where I am, and I realize that I made it a lot harder than what it had to be. To a certain extent, there was a lot of things that I did 
um, that I felt like maybe I shouldn't have did. You know, like when you just when you make mistakes and you just learn from your mistakes and it's like you look back on the things that you did and you was like, well, damn, you know, if I'd have just did this from the beginning, then I wouldn't have had all of the bull crap in between me trying to advance in the career that I that I set for myself. So I, I really feel like it took me a while to understand because I sat and I watched other girls, especially the ones on Twitter, uh, like since they gave us the platform of spaces, um, how a lot of people just sit on there and they network with other people. And it's mostly just content creators and other content, uh, talking to other content creators, trying to figure out when they can get together and do collabs and things of that nature. But I realized the more people that you work with, does is not what make you popular like yes you're supposed to be pumping out the content as much as possible so that you can please your fans but it's also about the quality and how you're doing it but also who you're doing it with and I felt like when I started to change the change up you know doing it that way and making it more professionalism so that I could progress um because a lot of people just was doing collabs with people that didn't have followings, people that didn't have the drive, people that, and it's just like, you just did content with that person for no reason because that person not even doing it anymore mm. or, or, you know, their work and their work ethic wasn't as good as yours. So, you know, th their career ended up flopping. So it, to, to be honest, I mean, it looks good on you, but at, to a certain extent, it's like you can't cross promote at that time. You can't feed yourself off of her following and um, put yourself in a position to grab a different audience um, because of that. Like it's a lot of things that strike against you when you're doing content with people that aren't already established. And I just feel like I just wanted to manifest me doing content with people that are already established so that it helps me brand myself and help people that don't know me get to know me. Um, and I feel like that's the most important part because you as yourself, you are a brand and you're marketing yourself. So I just feel like, you know, you want to do it the proper way. You want to do it with the right people. You don't want to just work with everyone because I just feel like then you just dry yourself out of opportunities because your career that could have been a little longer is now shorter because you didn't did it everything already. So I feel like being a little bit more patient, a little bit more slow, and also being selective is a good thing because you get to create where your path is going. You get to analyze more about who you're doing the content with and what type of audience they have and to make sure that it's just going to be good business. I see what you're speaking to. I'm going to tell you what you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. It's an old adage called overshot. <clears throat> so people can understand what that term means. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, nurses used to come into the business. And this is when Hollywood was bumping. Mm -hmm. They shoot with every single company mm -hmm. that was offered. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But in the next year, they ain't getting the phone calls. Yep. Or if they go out there, nah, 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 we hit you up maybe in about two months. You know, period. Mm -hmm. um, and they won't do any content for mm -hmm. the most part. All right. So this is the modern version of that mm -hmm. because that's why I tell iron sharpens iron plus quality also is with the talent that you work with people mm -hmm. because it, it has to be cachet with dependability mm -hmm. 
you know, because he wouldn't have the cachet unless he had dependability. Because mm-hmm. I, I said this in one of the spaces, I said the biggest mistake girls make is that they pick their male talent based off, I want to fuck him. Mm-hmm. And that's the dumbest thing you could ever do in this business because here's the difference. You can be that way outside the business if you won't doing the business at all, you ain't doing porn because guess what? You ain't losing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst that might happen is the girl get pregnant. No, 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 no. Here, one, he might have a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Might be known for being dirty. Mm-hmm. He might think he's bulletproof because he has a clean test and he didn't went and found somebody at the club and then fucked the shit out them and the, he then got drunk and fucked the shit out them in the damn stall and then decided he wanted to come fuck your ass in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's it, the higher up you go and the more they got to lose for fucking up, the better off you are. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because all it takes is one time to completely fuck up your entire career because you made a decision to do something with a person that wasn't trustworthy, honest, and about their business like you are. That's all it takes is for you to mess with a person that doesn't take this as as serious as you do and they complete they can completely mess up your career. So I feel like be selective. Do your research on these people before you decide to say, oh, okay, cool, yeah, let's do a collab or, you know, yeah, let's get together. Because sometimes, like I said, this is a job for me. So there are times where a popular person might hit me up and say, hey, I would like to do content with you, but they're known to be an asshole. You know, they're they're known to not put forth any money towards your craft. They don't want to pay towards your flight. They don't want to pay towards your stay. And they want to do this whole, well, let's let's hang out and you can stay with me and we could just, you know, set up cameras and just record all weekend and be cuddled up underneath each other. And it's just like that that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. So it's like, yes, these people do porn professionally and yes, they are very, very popular, but some people not do professional. Yes, but some people, some of those guys do prey on girls that are new in the industry because they think that you don't know any better and they think that you pressed on a guy that is very popular and they like, oh, well, your following can go up or, you know, they give you these little um, inklings of, of, oh, well, I could do, if you do it with me for free and I don't pay you, then, you know, these are things that you can get. And sometimes it's not, worth it sometimes it's not worth it and but also sometimes it is worth it especially when you know that that person has the following or whatever the case might be but you know you you just have to set the professionalism on what it is that you're willing to take and what not to take and know that okay i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna do my business and after this is over with i'm leaving it's like sometimes with some people like you have to set the professionalism to let them know that this is where your standards are and you're not going beneath those standards. Um, even though they aren't just for you to get what you need out of the situation, whether it be 
cross promoting or whether it be you just shooting with them just to get other people to shoot with or whatever. So sometimes you do have to bite that bullet and take one for the team to shoot with people that you don't necessarily want to shoot with because of the simple fact that you know how they are um, personally. Mm-hmm. And not saying that they're negligent or they're doing any foul situations. It could just be it that just person's demeanor. Just you feel yeah. what I'm saying? It could just be that person's demeanor, their cockiness, things like that. How do you handle that situation? Now, of course, we know you're going to get through it, but the, 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 it's not about getting through it. The question's not about getting through it. Mm-hmm. How did you get through it? You get through it by keeping your professionalism. and But it's like at the same time, I feel like if you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. But I feel like being vocal about it is very important. I I, I, I don't suggest anyone to shoot with anybody and y'all to just be the only people in the room. I I will always suggest there to be a third party of some sort, um, just in case anything legally or anything out of order happens that you have another set of eyes you know, to say, yeah, yes, this happened or, or no, this didn't happen or whatever, what have you. Um, but I, I just say, just keep your professionalism, be upfront about your do's and don'ts. Um, and just, just make sure people, no one is taking advantage of you and make sure that you're, make sure that you don't do anything that you will leave that place regretting that you did. Keep a standard for yourself on what it is that you want to do how you want to do it and leave it at that. Because I feel like when you start to do other things, you know, that you, you don't want to do and you feel like you're just doing it for the money. You just set yourself up for some, for a whole nother roller coaster that you, I don't, I wouldn't suggest anybody to put themselves on, but I, it's, it's really 100% all about the professionalism and also demanding your respect on a certain level of of this job status and I've been in scenes where I'm like you know I just want to hurry up and get this over with because of you know whatever or what have you but I feel like even with those scenes me keeping my professionalism even if it wasn't my fault when it came to producers and the people around me they knew who the problem was so I wasn't faulted in that situation. They kept booking me. They they wanted to keep doing things with me. It's just that they just didn't do anything with the person that I that I worked with anymore. So it, it's all about making sure that you are dotting your I's and crossing your T's, making sure you keep your professionalism because anything could happen in any given time. But as long as you as long as people see that you know how to handle situations. And you know, and you know how to problem solve when there is a problem. People are willing to work with you because they 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 see the effort and the work that you put in to make sure that you're doing what's necessary for everything to come out right. I'm sorry, I don't see how anybody have a hard time working with them pretty eyes. Yours, boo. <laughs> Some people are very hard to work with. I mean, I'm I just. Don't I mean, no, no, seriously, I I I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> It just be like pulling teeth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I've heard stories okay. about how how things, you know, 
have went on different types of sets, where it's a professional set, whether it's just a collab, whether it's you recording your own content. I, I've heard some crazy stories. <laughs> it's like put it this way, many times I'm glad I had a cameraman. Yeah. It, it's better to have a cameraman. Yes, absolutely. Someone about for you, because I swear, I've been in some, some bullshit. But <clears throat> enough about the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You speaking about why she was why we were talking about the Huda outfit. The reason why she had the Huda outfit because she went to the Zaga in New Jersey and she was at a whole booth out of this motherfucker. <laughs> a whole booth set up like the glory hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know you gotta represent for the glory hole girls. You know, we, we try our best to uh show our faces at uh the last two exoticas. Um, so we're, we're having a good time making sure that we promote and, um, you know, also promote ourselves and our own brands and at the same time. Now, now I'm going to say this. Here's the other kicker. Cause you were talking about more opportunities, more probably companies, producers, whatever hitting you up. Do you think part of the uptick of that is kind of also off the kicker that you're at booth, you're sitting at a booth in this article. And the reason why I say that and the reason why I ask that, because it's one thing to see girls walk around, it's another to see them at a booth. And it just ain't any booth. You're not at my free camp. Mm-hmm. You're not at no, 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 no. You're at a booth that you're part of that movement. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So do you think that's that's kind of like make dudes even want to fuck with you even more because it gives you a different look and a feel. Yes, absolutely. Because when when you're at the conventions, you, you don't know who's really who they allow anybody to dress, you know, down. So there are a lot of women, especially on Fridays, since Fridays is free as a uh, women free day at Exotica. There are a lot of women that show up, and lingerie and, you know, pasties and outfits and, you know, all types of things to stand out, you know, because it's, it's only one time a year. Well, maybe two times a year, if you include, include um, Halloween, that you get a chance to, you know, dress up and, you know, show your sexiness. So um, having a booth really solidifies you as a talent. So when people starts to walk, start to walk around, um it just let it just solidifies like okay yes this person is uh, a a talent of some sort and you know it's it's just easier to know who you are when when you have a booth it's just easier for you to for people to come up to you and for you to talk to people and it's just a little bit harder when you're walking around because it's like you got to walk around with your business cards you have to talk to people more it's just easier for people to just be able to come to a place where you are already sitting and you just communicate with them um, you know, and you just sell yourself uh, at your booth rather than having to sell yourself walking around with business cards and trying to get people to notice you and, and who you are. Because people have a yeah. very small attention span. You got to think about it at Exotica. It's ass and titties. And then too, and then too also, just to, the aunt, just to the average casual that's walking in there, mm-hmm. you have, Brazers have a booth. Yes. They have a booth. So when they see somebody with a booth, that means, oh, that means money. They really do. means they the real deal. They legit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a big star. Yes. You know, they're, they're a porn celebrity. There you go. 
or or at least trying <laughs> or at least trying to be because there's a lot of women that that are just in the content creating lane. It's a lot of women that just do like camming and they have crazy followings from people that just watch them do solo stuff on cam. So, um you want to you want to get your fans to come. You definitely want your fans to come out and support you because that's how you make your money back from all of the shit all the money that you spend on the shit that you you know wanted to entertain them with at Exotica. So you always want to make your money back. So you want to make sure your fans come, but you also want to do your business to make sure that you are talking to people and handing out your business cards to people that you actually want to work with. Because there are there's a new girl that turns 18 every day that wants to get into this industry. So you as an individual have to stand out and be your own mouthpiece because a lot of these producers and people really don't know who you are. You could have yeah. 200,000 followers and they have no clue who you are. I get on Twitter every day and I find a new girl that has 200,000 followers that I didn't even know who she was. So with that being said, you always want to put yourself in a position to sell yourself and stand out. So that these, so that you can grab these people's attention, um, because there there are a lot of eyes and there are a lot of women and a lot of people that are competing for the same spot that you are. Yeah, even more now for what I heard from this yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, social media has become crazy. Like, and it's like a lot of people say that the porn stars back in the day had it a lot harder. I feel like it's a lot harder now because it's oversaturated. No one wants to work on the regular nine to five anymore. Everybody wants to figure out a different way to make quick money so that they don't have to work for somebody else. And for the last past few years, content creating and porn has been one of the top, um, I guess you could say, uh, jobs or businesses that people have been trying to grow to try to make their own money. So there's a lot of competition now. And because there's social media, it's kind of hard because you have to really post every day. You're competing with girls that are posting every day, posting pictures every day. I know women that be up when I'm sleep making money. And it's like, because the internet had put, has made platforms like OnlyFans where people can go and select 17 different girls that they like and subscribe to all of their pages at once. It's like, you have to make sure that you are a person that is going to, that, that person selects to keep their rebuild on to keep paying you. You have to keep that person interested. So it's like, if I am on a, on a platform, if I'm on OnlyFans and I'm only posting once a week, there are six other girls that's posting every day. So I am competing with them for that little bit of money because you got to understand that the average person has bills. So there's a process of elimination of who he likes and who he's going to keep and who he's not going to keep based off of the the budget that he's placed upon himself to spend on the girls. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to understand and be a favorite. You have to make sure that you're engaging with these fans and talking to these fans, even if you don't want to, because there could be one girl that's doing it and he can unsubscribe from yours and tipping her what you could have been getting. So it's very oversaturated and it's very, very hard to stay in competition with other girls and and do your thing. Because it seemed like more and more of the IG girls, cosplayers, mm-hmm. they started mm-hmm. to drift to our conventions, mm-hmm. to our space, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
because I had this conversation <laughs> a couple of times, even, well, podcasts, I really never said it on the, the spaces, is that these point of bitches are going to look a little different in the next couple of years of I faces do. that would you'll see there. I and do. which also, which I understand everyone is going to be like, why are they not allowed to go there? Why is it not great for an IG model to be there or, or what have you? Or, you know, the point being is, is the element they may bring in energy. Because, mm-hmm. one, a lot of these fuckers look down upon what the fuck we do. True. Because I heard there was some that were there that don't even do porn. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> we, and talk shit about it. And then mm-hmm. they got a whole booth or walking around our domain. But you mock it, talk shit about it. Wouldn't do it if 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 your if your life depended on it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> now me, I think some of these motherfuckers is curious, they just want to see it. But also the fans that they're competing for is our fans. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Yeah. I mean, because they're the people that pay you, especially when, yeah. especially now since the, the porn industry has changed where it's more so about the creators rather than the companies, which is the reason why nowadays it's hard to get, you know, brisers and bang bros and companies mm-hmm. like that to even look at you because the simple fact is nowadays they're not just getting a random girl off that random 18-year-old girl off the street and giving her opportunity. No, they want you to already have established yourself before even giving you the opportunity to even work. Well, 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 not even that you establish. Well, no, they had the curve because it used to be a time where you, 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 they wanted girls that never been shot. You know, they wanted girls that they could that they could manipulate and use because mm. it was like I want to make sure that I can make as much money off of you as I can, and yeah. you're you're and we're just giving yeah. you pennies but to see, the dollar that we're making. Because the content creator has came in and shifted to the content creator. Yep. <clears throat> it's like, it's interesting when I hear companies actually doing paid content trade, I said, yeah, y'all are bleeding, ain't you? <laughs> y'all bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because trust me, it's, it's <clears throat> the only thing that how can I put this? The companies were supposed to be to make money and to gain notoriety. And when that was taken away, it made the companies, and even to a certain extent, I hate to say it, well, agencies to a certain extent, I don't give a, I don't care if talent agencies get mad at me for saying this, obsolete. Because, I mean, what did you need them for? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only reason why, it's like this. Girls shoot there and there because it's paid up front and you get to look pretty and it's something you want to do. That's Well, well yeah. Yeah, that. And also, like, it's also to, to grab people's attention that, that didn't know who you are. Because I got a lot of, I got a crazy a bigger following just off of them posting my pictures. Like, cause the, the, the scene that I did for Brian still hasn't came out yet as far as I know. Um, but the photos that I took with, with them in their bathing suits and they put me on their online store, 
brought a lot of people to wanting to know who I was and wanting to subscribe and see me because I, I yeah, am see, the every see, girl see, next that's door. How, that's, see, um, that's how the, see, that's how the game changed. Yes. Because trust me, back in the day, that shit would have popped up <laughs> within yeah. a month. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, it's like I said, even with the, it still shooting with the mainstream companies, it still does something. It's just like rappers signing with a record label. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, exactly. It just kind of fast track what you are already doing. Right. You know? Right. And um, wait a second. Did we talk about you shooting for Brasses the last time you was on the show? Um, I'm not sure. Because I shot with no. him in, in, in July. I don't think so. No, we did not. And you just gonna slide past it. Yeah, I shot with browsers. You know, they they had the picture, you know, but they they ain't dropped the senior. I don't know. And oh no, we about to unpack that. Cause no, 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 no. We did browser, brazers, browsers. Okay. How how did this go down? How did they contact you, find you? Yeah, all to be honest, I have no clue how they found me. To be honest, um, I think um, I think people just spoke just good of me from the content that I did. And I woke up one morning and I had an email from one of their reps, and I wanted and I didn't know if it was real or not. So I had to do a little bit of research and you know uh, find a person that worked. For them, because I get a lot of I, I get a lot of uh, bullshit emails with yeah, people yeah. that claim that they want to work with me and put me in music videos and all this extra crazy craziness. So I wanted to make sure that it was legit before I started, you know, actually conversing with this person. But it turned out to be legit, and you know, they gave me dates and um, sent me through the whole um, interviewing process that they had. And next thing you know, I was they flew me out to Vegas for one day and. Um, that I shot. Uh, I guess the the guy that I was originally supposed to shot with, I think he ended up getting COVID or he was like very ill of some sort. So they ended up switching it out, switching out to a new guy last minute. Um, he was he was a great guy. Everything was was everything was great. Um, um, they they had they gave me lines that I had to remember. Um, and a, oh, a while in advance. She I did a little something. I go was ahead, ahead. very nervous because um, that that was the first time me ever doing anything like that. Actually having lines and having to say, well, no, actually the first time I did it was the the blow bang, but this was the first time me having to do it with a professional shoot where they actually sent me a script that I had to read and study. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty. That was pretty dope. Um, it was hot as hell. It was like 110 degrees in Vegas. Um, yeah, it's Vegas, and you said twice, so I can imagine. I had a great time. I took photos. Um, I met a couple of great people. Um, so what kind? But, of, so, so what? What would this? Uh, what? What would the scene? What was the scene like? What would you both have been doing? Um, the scene was me. Um, I was a wife to a guy, and we were going to look at a new house um, to buy. And uh, I was flirting with the realtor that was selling us the house, and um, I love pretty much I wanted to, I wanted to like have sex with him and stuff like that. I'm giving him eyes and things, like bending over in front of him and stuff. And then I end up 
fucking him in the kitchen while my husband is looking at the rest of the house type thing. And I'm trying to like, we're, we're avoiding my husband so he doesn't see what's going on. So every time he comes past, um, it's like he doesn't see me and I'm like underneath the counter, like giving the man a blowjob in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, Quincy's upstairs looking at the the bed frames or some stupid shit. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go find her. And then, you know, we in, we in the kitchen doing our thing type thing. So it was it was really dope. It was fun. OK, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I funny. actually like I actually like those um, the scenes where you be doing that where it be like the husband right there. Or he might be asleep, or but completely, completely oblivious to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you know, the girlfriend, she, she, she completely oblivious what the fuck he getting hit. Yeah. My favorite one, I think, my favorite one I saw when they was in a, a hair salon. That was the funniest one to me. I was like, the whole time she got her ass, got dang face covered, got dang, she give a dude hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh my goodness. So that okay. Damn, you shot with brasses. Oh my God. I just, yeah. I just. I have, some, I have, I have another professional shoot coming up soon. I just have to give them the information I've had. In the last few months, I can say between after my shoot with Brazzers and now, um, I ran into a lot of personal issues that has kind of put like a little hold on me doing content and things. But um, everything is getting back on track now. So starting the new year, I will be doing a lot more professional um, shoots with um, bigger brands and names. I'm just going to be doing everything just a little bit more bigger and better. I'm still going to be doing regular content. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I mean, uh, but, but to be honest with you, that circle about to get smaller because one you being on them sets and you meeting these the talent, they might be doing content and guess what? Boom. Yeah. Why we do content? Yeah. So no, cause trust me, it's 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 gonna get a little harder to work with Quincy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she don't she she ain't she ain't even gonna realize it. She gonna be like, damn, wait a second. You gonna think about six months down, like, you know something, Bob was right about that. Yeah, I mean, it's already hard to work with me as it is because I have people hit me up left and right that want to do collabs, but collabs is something that I'm very much interested in. I want to, I want to make money, and I, I'm not trying to say that collabs don't make don't make me money, but it it doesn't make me money as as. Now I'm gonna ask you this. I want to see if you came to this. Did you come to the realization that now you didn't hit a different level? Because see. Now, I don't know all the companies that you work with prior to Brazzers, mm-hmm. but shooting with Brazzers and uh, I, it puts you in a different conversation and in a different circle. Um, I, to be honest, I, I just, I feel like with myself, I have so many goals that I want to accomplish. I just feel like that was just the beginning of something. I don't, I don't really Duh. see I don't really see me in the light. I don't really see myself in the light that everyone else sees me in. I don't really see myself as being any different really than anybody else. But, I but, just but, but to be honest with you, you're not posed you're inside the frame, babe. You ain't supposed to see the picture. Yeah. 
So I, I don't really, is. I don't, so I don't really feel, I don't like when people like, oh, you know, you becoming a legend, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. I don't, I don't feel it because there's so many more things that I want to do. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm there yet. It's like, but I appreciate it. It's like, I appreciate well, the kind words. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this. No, actually, it's, it's being, no, no, no bullshit, seriously. Mm-hmm. Because shooting with Brazzers, now you got Naughty America. Mm-hmm. Now you got, hold on, let me, let me get my head right. Naughty America, Brazzers, um, there's another one, there's a couple of them out there. Mm-hmm. Also, it puts you as avian certified. Now, for my listeners, so you can understand this, see, <clears throat> I'm about to give. I'm about this is teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen. Teachable moment. <laughs> teachable motherfucking moment. And basically, what I mean by that is, <clears throat> Razzers is an avian certified company. That means that. One, they have say-so and sway on nominations. Mm -hmm. They have somebody on the board that actually picks not every every award is fan-based people. No, they have it actually. AVN is the Oscars for the porn. It's the Grammy for for the porn. It is called the Adult Video Network. It's been here since the 70s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay? When you shoot for a company that is AVN certified, it makes you AVN certified because now it makes you eligible for an AVN. That's facts. Mm-hmm. I don't have any and, nominations yet, but I'm working. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it's going to come one day, trust me. <laughs> you know, period. Also, it opens you up to other AVN companies yeah. because, see, like, um, I used to get, I don't know, it, I guess when I went to the Exotica, I got the uh, a subscription to AVN magazine and this whole AVN package. And there's this big black book, this is eight, there's any company that is listed as AVN certified, you can find it. I don't give a damn if it's about publishing, graphics design, you name it, anything to do with the porn industry is in that book. And if you're in that book, that's big. Mm-hmm. So, there that's I tell my next people. Goal. That's my next goal. Um, I, I manifest everything that I do. Like I, I, I try my best to speak all of my accomplishments into existence. And so far, things have been moving slowly but surely. <laughs> moving, but I mean, I ain't gonna front. It's like every time I talk to you, like I said, it's something new. <laughs> it's something new. Oh my goodness. So shoot, well, well, I'm glad that uh, whatever personal hiccup that you had to deal with, you dealt with, and you are still moving forward. Because, I mean, because I even talked to uh, a couple of ladies. Fatigue is real. Sometimes, yes. you know, this is this is not like this is not an easy job. I I struggle a lot, like uh, with with doing all of this because. It's like, this is not like working at a regular nine to five. I I believe working at a regular nine to five was a fucking lot easier 
than what I have on my plate right now. And I feel like everybody think that this is something that they can do. And to be honest, it is not. Like, I've had to talk to people and expose them, you know, personally um, by letting them know I don't think that this would be something that you would be able to prosper in. And not saying that in the sex industry as a whole, just not being talent. Like, you could be a producer, you could write scripts, you could, you know, be a part of a lighting crew, you could be a manager. <laughs> but being actual talent is not for everybody, and it's 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 not a... All right, a, I'm going to ask you this, Dan. Let's, let, let's play with this. How do you relate that to somebody? Because I actually been in that position where I told a a person, nah, man, you're not great talent, bro. Just be honest with you. You're terrible talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to say who it is, but mm-hmm. if y'all know who I am in my history, you probably know who I'm talking about, but I leave it at that. But, <laughs> but um, the point being is, how do you handle that conversation? I mean, well, I, mo- most likely... First of all, I don't I don't give anybody any advice that they don't ask me for in advance because I don't like hurting people's feelings. So first and foremost, if you don't come to me asking me questions and asking me for advice, then you're probably not going to hear me say anything about what you got going on. I'm probably going to think it, but I'm probably not going to say anything to you about it. I mean, because I feel like if you feel like this is something that you can do, you're going to keep doing it until you realize that it's something that you can't do. But for people that actually ask me my personal advice, which I get a lot of men and women that ask me, I just keep it 100% real with them. Like, I, I just, what pretty much what I do, I just tell them my story and let them know everything that I had to go through in order for me to even be where I am now. And a lot of, well, a lot of people listen to my story and realize how much hard work that I had to put in to do this. And they realize that that is something that they can't do. You you have to, when you're telling people about this, you have to elaborate on the, the cons. Because, I mean, the pros is great. The pros is fucking amazing. But the fucking cons is just as high as the damn pros. So I feel like a lot of people don't elaborate enough on the cons of this business and the things that you have to go through. And, 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 that, why, and I'm going to ask you this. Why do you mm-hmm. think that? I have my theory, but what, what, why, why, why do you think that? I just think people just delusional and they want to live this fairy tale, rainbows mm-hmm. and sunshine type of lifestyle as if there aren't hard times and hardships. Like, and I just think that they're they're just blind to the fact that everything ain't peaches and cream. I, I just really feel like that is they, they look at everybody else's lifestyle, like the Mrs. B Nasties and the people that has made a million dollars off OnlyFans. And, you know, they want to be that person to make the money, but don't understand what these people had to sacrifice and what they had to do in order to put themselves in a position to be that person that they are. Um. Now, I I mean, no, nobody talks about, and and that's with any industry, uh, really. Nobody ever really brings up the bad stuff. No, I, I kind of I, I disagree on other industries, especially for the industry that I, I originally came from, music. Yeah, we. Yeah. It like put it this way. I read a book called "What You Need to Know About the Music Industry" by a black man by the name Kashif. 
So I knew how to read record label man management contracts, record label contracts. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. all that. Now, granted, that was out there, but that means someone put it out there. See, right. the problem is, is that Miss B, I, I use Miss Me Be Nasty. Much respect to her. I I, I got, you know, it, it she's a bane of my existence. Because like I said, to me, she is the poster child for what's wrong with the industry. That's just me. No, I ain't knocking the hustle. I don't think nothing, I don't I don't think nothing bad of her. I respect the hustle. And I understand that she's probably a good businesswoman. But mm-hmm. the problem is that what her and ladies like her portrayed, they never put out there the tough times. They never talked about it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like <clears throat> that's <clears throat> excuse me. That's the purpose of these podcasts, these spaces. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 Mrs. We don't... Nasty situation, she didn't have to talk about it because it was all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was so many people that did not like her. They was willing to hurt her by putting her personal business in on the internet. So I, yeah. I, I knew, I knew a lot about her personal, her real personal information about what mm-hmm. she was going through while mm-hmm. she was doing this because of the people that didn't like her, that was willing to just go ahead and give her information out. Like the, mm-hmm. as far as the custody of her, her child and, you know, what she was doing and her, the situation with her baby dad. I, I feel like a lot of her situations didn't, she didn't talk about them because people that didn't like well, her I were mean, so willing I, to just throw that shit out there. Like this well, is well, the well, 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 not the personal them. shit because we know how the internet can be because yeah. she became a celebrity. Yeah. She did, did, all intense purpose, she became a celebrity. The mm-hmm. same thing happened to Jimmy Smack. True. You know, period. True. So, what I mean on the business end of it, because okay. these females was thinking by looking at her feed. You know what I'm saying? True. Not her having videos where she's sitting there saying, look, uh, I got to do this, 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 and the third. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Just like we talk about here on the podcast. is We talk about how much work we have to put in. Mm-hmm. No, she never talked about that. Yeah, she if you didn't ask flexed. her personally, yeah, if you, you didn't know, ask her personally, yeah, you know what I'm then you didn't get the information. Yes, you're absolutely yeah, it's right. A, it's a flex. It's like, what I love about one of the podcasters that I love listening to is Mandy B from See The Thing Is and Horrible Decisions. Okay, yes. She, she lets you know how hard podcasting the fuck is. Right. You feel me? You know, period. Other than the feed and when you listen to her. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they're two different fields. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing that even I remember from back in my days. Mm-hmm. When I talked to somebody about it or when I overheard conversations or tweets or people, they talked about it ain't that easy. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm coming from? So we kind of knew what we was walking into to a certain extent. That Plus, how it looked, you know what I'm saying, to get in, you know, period. Mm-hmm. Because think about the documentaries were about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right, you're right. I would love a documentary about a Miss B Nasty, a female at that level. And girls have to see how much work, how much filming, the risk that she took to sit there and go to a McDonald's cocktail <laughs> drive-through mm-hmm. with Hitachi possibility of being sued by Mickey D's 
It mm-hmm. just so happened to happen. What, yes, people, that's right. You can do a video and do some fuckery shit. McDonald's mm-hmm. can sue you if they see they love going their shit. Yep, that's any company, by the way. Any that's company. not just McDonald's. Yeah, but I mean, just, just to give you an example of it. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. So in turn, it goes to more, it helps the devaluation of the porn business because now you make the porn business seem like it was just easy peasy, one, two, three, easy. Yeah, exactly. And But I, I am very honest. For people that approach me and ask me these questions, mm-hmm. I'm very honest, and I let them know this is not... Easy. But see, but see, babe, your your Twitter feed shows that. You wanna know why? Let me tell you why. Because I tweet what I go through. <laughs> no, not even that. I, I ain't got to look at your tweets. Your pictures say much. If you look like money, that means you put a lot of time, effort, and work into your shit. Yeah. People can't sit here and tell me that motherfucker beat nasty was giving us motherfucking professional looking pics, looking like a pinup. No, she was giving us. Leg, knees up, toes curled, dildo in the pussy, uh, squirting. Yeah, but I feel like there was a there's a fine line between content creators and porn stars. And to us, I, not I, to the I, fans. Exactly. To us, exactly. Not to the fans. Exactly. The fans don't give nasty. a shit to them. Miss B. Nasty was a porn star. Yeah, but she's not. She's a content creator. She's a she's a cam girl. She's a she doesn't she doesn't even do collabs at really at all. The only person that we've ever seen her do a collab with was maybe like one to two, one or two people or people that she had personal relationships with. But other than that, all of her stuff is pretty solo. So when you are a solo person, you're you fall more into the category of um, a cam girl. Yeah. So she 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 capitalized off of knowing how to do the cam girling things and knowing what guys liked and just capitalized off of that. I can't put her in the porn category because she hasn't done anything professionally porn wise for me to say, yes, yeah, she's a professional porn and star. And see, I want to tell you, and people, and I want people to even to the porn stars listen to this episode. Think mm-hmm. about this. They kept associating only fans with porn. Yes, granted, it was sex workers on there, but mm-hmm. they kept equating it to porn, to mm-hmm. porn, to mm-hmm. porn. Guess who got hot off OnlyFans? There you go. Mm-hmm. Once again, not her fault. She was just a poster child. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But, but, she was but a I, poster child. Yeah, she but, was the poster child, but she also opened up a other girls' eyes to see that you you could do this too. Like, you don't have yes, to be... Yeah, so it's just like everybody just jumped on it and was like, oh, okay, well, I can do this too, but not knowing how much money you have to put back into it. Um, yeah, and time. And, and time that you have to put into it, because I ended up having to quit my job that I had in order to do this full-time because I realized me being at my nine-to-five was holding me back from making the money that, you know, that I was making doing just the content creating when I was just a content creator. Um, I feel like you can do all of them if you want to. There, There's no limit to what you can do in this industry. You could be a cam girl. You could yeah. be a porn star. You could be the, the OnlyFans model. You could be the Instagram 
you know, model. You you can do all of them. So it's like, I, I don't want to necessarily, you know, put anyone in the box to say, oh, you're a content creator or you're a porn star. But I feel like it's levels to it. I feel like if you don't, if you haven't gotten any professional shoots, if you don't do any work with professional, um, professional and known um, production companies, then I feel like you can't lab- you can't put yourself in that label. Like to be honest, I don't even really con- consider myself as really a porn star. I still consider myself a content creator because I I don't have any AVN nominations. Like I don't I I haven't done I haven't yeah, done enough in my book. I, I haven't done enough in my book. Mind. You know, Bang. no, I'm just saying as far as accomplishments. Yeah. Every every with everything you do. Your accomplishments is what is is what puts you in a position for you to have certain titles. You you can't say I'm a doctor without having a PhD or a doctor's degree of some sort to state that you could put that title beside your name. So I, I just feel like when it comes to this, it's there is levels to it. And if if you don't have any nominations, if if you ain't being booked with 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 major companies you know, these are the things that you, that you have to do in order for you to be able to consider yourself this type of person. You can't be a CEO without being a man, without being an employee or a manager first of some sort. Like it's levels to it. You, you don't, you don't become a manager at McDonald's without no, without working the cash register first and making the drinks. Well, the definition that yeah, I can't, <clears throat> um, I came in the game with, what made a porn star. Mm-hmm. Was basically actually a dude wrote an article about it. It pissed off the whole industry because he said the difference between a porn girl and a porn star, which now the porn girl is now considered the content creator. Mm-hmm. You pursue being a porn star. Mm-hmm. You do professional shoots. Mm-hmm. You do everything professionally. You mm-hmm. where I'm coming from? You know, period. Yeah, you might film with your phone every now and then, but you're shooting with a camera guy. Mm-hmm. You're you you're doing pretty girl pictures. You you shoot with talent, mm-hmm. professional talent. Oh, and the most important, most important caveat. T T motherfucking S. Yes. T T S certified. Now. Back in my day, we could get away with the health department. Mm-hmm. You know, but this day and age, nah. That, that mm-hmm. girls ain't gonna, that they ain't, they gonna look at you very funny if you go to the health department. I'm definitely gonna look at you crazy. You're like, really, yeah. nigga? <laughs> no, not even the doctors. You can't even pass go with that, sir. Yeah, no, but see, but that, but see, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So to me, <clears throat> what it, it like put it this way, because the term, because porn stars adopted the term content creator, it changed how the industry moved. Yes. And 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 I and, and I get it. It, it, it people have want to be inclusive. They want to be we in the inclusive age. I get it. You know, but terms matter. Because yes. when you change the term of an industry. You change the mind state of people in it and the people coming in it. Because trust me, back in the day, being a porn star, it really meant something. Mm-hmm. It, it was like they were revered, whether from the fans to the people that was in the business. And it, it, 
to the point that you had more motherfuckers wanting to watch than actually participate. Yes. And see, that's why I said when the gates got open, which I knew was coming with the conventions, because there's, as I would never, ne- probably after this year, this be the last actual true essence of a porn convention. Trust me on that. Ain't even gonna feel like a porn convention in the damn It's just gonna be women in there with their tits out. <laughs> Pretty much, because that's 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 the that's the generation and world that we have that we that we live in now. Don't nobody wear clothes anymore. Like ba- like back in the day, it was yeah. easier to differentiate mm-hmm. who was a hoe and kind of who wasn't for the most part because of the way that the ladies dressed. Nowadays, you can't tell who who is and who isn't, you know, because we got we have regular women that have regular nine to five jobs that, you know, want to be respected and things of that nature. But she got her whole ass and titties out when she's out and about and she felt as though that people aren't respecting her because she got everything out. But she got degrees. She got this. She got that. But you aren't respected because you have naked. But nowadays, it's like you, you can't tell the difference because people don't. You don't have to wear clothes now. So it's like you, you can't tell who's who until you actually see things happening. <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's very hard to 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 figure it out um, because, like I said, at Exotica when I was in New Jersey, yeah. you didn't know who was talent and who wasn't. You didn't know unless you just unless you already knew them. Unless unless you what you just said, people smoke that over. What she just said, light up your blunt right now. <laughs> I want y'all to sit back and marinate and think what she just said. Every it, and you're so right because I can't even nowadays you can't even tell the IG influencers from just the regular regular chicks. Yeah. On IG alone, they just it, it used to be time you could tell the influencers. Yeah. You know, period. Because everybody looks sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it it was very hard to know who was talent, who wasn't. It was hard to tell who was just there to enjoy the convention and walk around and, you know, get to know people and who was actually there handling business. You didn't know. And that's why I feel like nowadays it is very important if you are going to these conventions and doing these things, it is very important for you to get a booth so that you stand out so people know who you are or at least get to know who you are because everybody look like you. And it, and and I don't I don't mean to be rude, but we're we're in a time now where everybody kind of look the same. Everybody's getting veneers. Everybody got the same teeth. Everybody's getting their skin bleached. Everybody's wearing wigs. It's kind of hard. Like you could see three light skinned girls right now, and all three of them look alike, and ain't none of them related. It's like it's, there's a trend of everybody wanting to look the same or be the same or they're just taken away from the originality of just being a normal looking person. Everybody wants to walk around looking like a celebrity and and they not. Do you know how many times you just go to the mall and you just see a person walking around with hella chains on and look like, you know, walking around them up and they actually look like a celebrity. Because and they we not. live our life in like this. Humans now live well. I don't know about the rest of the world. I just know for what I see. Mm-hmm. We live our life for 
the net. Yes. Simple as that. We live our life for the next person. Mm-hmm. And that's where we at nowadays. Even to, it's it's like crazy. Damn it, I, I don't want to bring the mood down because it was a good ass. She did a good ass show. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I'm trying to think, when is it supposed to drop? It's supposed to drop. Okay, in December. I don't know. This is pre-recorded. I don't know. They might have found out everything by then. But just to give an example, the young lady that got killed down in Mexico, they have two... Motherfuckers had their phone out. Had their fucking phone out, didn't break up the fight, none of that shit. Just had their phone out. Yeah. You know, period. It's... What happened with Offset? I mean, excuse me, with Takeoff. People mm-hmm. had their phone out. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, only one 911 call. But it was a bunch of people there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we don't, it, we live for other people's opinions yes. of us yes. not living for, to yeah. help other people and living just for us. You, you, yep. like, yeah, living just for us. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, we, motherfuckers get sad when they post a picture and don't get enough likes. Yeah, you know, period. It's funny that I don't know who it was. A girl said, uh, "It's one of my favorite videos." She said, "Look, get over it. Don't give a fuck. Post that shit you're trying to sell. Show your product. Don't worry about the likes. Don't worry about the comments." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that's we 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 live in this shit. We everything is about validation. Yeah, everything is about validation. Everything is about hey, look at me. You know, everything is about, I want the attention, I want the clout, everything. And it's just like, it's it's annoying at this point. But at the end of the day, technology has grown so rapidly to the point where you don't have privacy anymore. There, there's no such thing as privacy. Everything is being recorded. Everything is, is either audio or or through video there, there's nothing anybody can do in the privacy of their own selves anymore without it being or end up being public knowledge and and it's sad and and it's like it it, it is it's nothing but a negative status accent on on what on what we're doing because it's like I don't know. It's just it's just so much negativity and not enough positivity that I see every day that I wake up. And it's like every day I wake up, it's a new story. It's a new something. And it makes me not even want to be. Because we have the time, too but... much access. Yes. See, I, I, access. I, I, I had this conversation access. with a bunch of uh, a young head. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how would you mean the internet done fucked up? I said, the reason why, because... Nothing shuts off anymore. Yep. Nothing shuts off. Like I said, I I can tell me I it, it, yes I it, just telling my age. He's, I was alive at a time where the TV shut off. Yep. And after a certain it, time. It, unless you read the book, and it is even before I was alive before it was cable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the point being is, is that we have too much access. We have our cell phones. We have the the um the um the internet you know 
TikTok, all this. It's like, I never thought I would hear the words of someone say, I get my news from TikTok or mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, do people even watch local news in the goddamn boat? I'm just saying. <laughs> to be honest, no. Because who actually has the, has the time? No, People don't sit and watch TV anymore, which is the reason why everybody's walking around with a handheld TV. Is <laughs> it... I, I can be honest. I don't watch the news. I don't even I get up early enough to see the news. Because you on your phone, how y'all talking? <laughs> but the but the dating pool is so shot nowadays. Is because and and, and it's crazy because it was. <laughs> I heard a story of this one young lady, and I think I was on Twitter, and she was. Uh, it was a video of a young lady. She was standing outside. I think she was waiting for her Uber, and a guy approached her. And, um, I think he started, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was anything wrong with the way that he approached her, but I just feel like nowadays, since social media is where it is, it's like people don't meet in person anymore. People don't talk in person anymore. You can't just walk up to a girl and say, Hey, how you doing anymore? Because it's weird. It's awkward. It's like, you don't know me. Why are you talking to me? And it's just like, how else are you supposed to get to know a person or communicate with a person if y'all not? communicate like how am I supposed to get to know you if, if I, I had to go out you? and meet women I had to go to the bars I had to go to the club I had yeah. to you know what I'm saying I was like I was just thinking the other day I was like do they people go to the club in the goddamn mode and if they do yeah they do, do they even dance because yeah they do but this is the problem the problem is the club is not an appropriate place to meet a person anymore and try to take things to the next level because of the simple fact like like I was saying earlier you don't even know who you're talking to or who you're approaching because everybody's naked you don't know the standards of that person or because it's it's because it's like what's crazy is I have a lot of guy friends and I listen to guys talk and I listen to guys podcasts and it's it's kind of crazy because what guys are saying that they want want is the total opposite of what women are becoming. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it's like, okay, the men said that they want this and they're not attracted to the women that's, that's half naked, but everybody's naked. So now he's like, well, I can't, I don't know, you know, who to approach at the club because everybody look like hoes. I don't want a hoe. I want a housewife. I want a wife. I want this. I want that whatever, even if he can't withstand those standards of that, even though he said he might want that, but he not might not even be that, but We speak to the men of this era because men from my era, we <laughs> actually walked up to you and talked to you. Yeah, but you it's, weird me? it's because weird because, we, because think about it, I came in I started going to the club around the time when girls wanted to dress like little Kim. So and you had the video vixens, such mm-hmm. as, you know, Buffy the Bod and this void and all that. So mm-hmm. the girls started just a little sexy then, you know. Um, which is funny because it made me think about Go Go and got Daggett. The sexiest thing you saw on a woman back in the day was was biker shorts. <laughs> Maybe a little midriff, because you know the low rise. Yeah. She might have had you a know. little a little cleavage showing. Now you see whole asses, cracks, titties, nipples. All of that is exposed now when you go to the club. There, there is, there is nothing to be left to the eye. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing to be left. I mean, to the imagination because I'm seeing everything right here in front of me. But see, so, but see, I think, 
I think what happened, <laughs> which goes back to that goddamn cell phone. Because I've said cell phones help women find their sexual their sexy and their sexuality. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what nobody say. Because yeah. you want to know why? It began with the selfies. Began with the selfies. And then of course, some of them decided that they wanted to record themselves giving head, put in the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So they get them likes and them comments. Mm-hmm. Then, ooh, girl. But as soon as you ask one of them, well, you know, you ever thought about doing porn? I'm not that kind of woman. True. Right. But you're doing what a porn star do. You feel what I'm saying? It's it's funny how as much as they talk shit about us, they actually want to be us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. But, you know, what's the, like they always say, you know, what's the opposite of their morals and, you know, what other people might think and you know, they feel like that isn't it to yeah. to do what we doing isn't 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 morally. <laughs> but, no, but, but, but see, but see, it's funny because even to like, for example, the poses that some of the some of the girls are doing, just the regular chicks. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess who was doing them? We always are getting picked for everything. <laughs> yeah, we rule the world. Damn it, y'all just ain't figured it out yet. Yeah, I mean. No, no, I no, I agree, but I remember there was a time where the only people that dressed like that and did all of that was women in the industry. Now everybody's doing it. Now everybody's doing it, because I remember back in the day when I used to see, you know, because I, I, I watch porn, you know, when I when I was coming up. So it's just like, when I would see these porn stars, when they would do club appearances and things like that, they would pretty much be damn near naked. But, but at that point, you knew who was who you knew that she was a porn star yeah. you knew like nowadays you, you you walk into a room you don't know who's a porn star who's a registered nurse who's a judge who who's a teacher who's a preacher exactly we we don't know yeah we're becoming more blended yes everything is blended now so the dating pool is shot because you don't even know who you're dealing with un- unless you're actually taking the time out to get to know that person and, do yeah. more. and a lot of people don't a lot of people i don't. think it was more it was to me it was more variety in my days yes my days. you know yes. it's because it's just like bbs got cheap <laughs> it was on yeah, but that, but 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 I'm not sure if you noticed or not, but that that shit is running out. What's crazy is in the next in the next few years, everything is going to be back about the natural girl, and yeah. it's not going to because and and what's crazy is by the time it get there, it ain't going to be enough of them because everybody want to change to be these plastic Barbies. Yeah, and it's nothing against it, but I just feel like a lot of women because of what society has portrayed to be what a woman is supposed to be, which I feel like is crazy that they have a standard of what a woman is supposed to look like and, you know, things of that nature. Everybody wants to be that girl instead of just being themselves. And it put a lot of strain on the woman's confidence on what she's supposed to look like. And men don't like it. Like, it's crazy because it's like you listen to men say, I don't I don't like women that wear makeup and I don't I don't like women that do this and or, or women that dress like that. But it's kind of hard to, to, to differentiate that because it's like you go to your man's Instagram page and that's all he likes. You go to all the girls that he like and she got makeup, she 
she covered in it. She got BBL. She got all this and all that. So, so it's like, so it's like women conflict themselves with, you know, what men actually want and what they actually like because I think I've sometimes seen... women overthink it. And the reason why I say that is because of this, right? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> One, I think people don't use logic, just common uh-huh. fucking sense. And what I mean is. If he's a heterosexual man, mm-hmm. heterosexual man, let's make that clear. Bisexual, okay. We bisexual or heterosexual, he's a man. All right. Mm-hmm. If it's beautiful, it's beautiful. Simple as that. If it's thick, if he likes a nice ass, he likes a nice ass. This that, and third. Mm-hmm. Um the thing of it is if he with you. He's with you. You know, period. Now I know that yeah, there's out there that say all men cheat. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, we get that out. We we don't feel like having an argument. <laughs> but the point being is, yeah, we look, we are a species that sit there and had dirty books. Mm-hmm. We hide our porn. Mm-hmm. So we're going to like a nice ass, a cute chick. That looks good, this, that, and the third. Yeah, just like I would hope that my woman would like a dude that looks good out this motherfucker. Like his page. Shit, what the fuck? I'm I'm not gonna go on his page and check and see who the fuck he is because she liked it. (laughs) You know, period. It's to the how can I put this? It's I can't tell you how to feel about you. True. And see, that's what it comes down to with a lot of these females is that once again, is she's like you say, she's judging herself against other females because he's liking something. So he's not supposed to like a female's picture. I mean, that's kind of like him getting mad if you saw Jason Momoa out this month, uh, uh, like his girlfriend, like Jason Momoa, and she sees Jason Momoa, and she's just like, oh God. What you gonna get mad for? Jason fucking Momoa. It's just <laughs> you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, period. We get people, men, men and women get hung up on trying to impress, but at the same token, what's where I'm looking for? Compete. Bingo. Compete. Yeah. 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 I you agree. know what I'm saying? Because because at the end of the day, it's like. She chose you. You chose her. Well, actually, she chose you. You just you, we had to go with it. But <laughs> but um but 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 seriously, um no seriously, she did choose him, and we had yeah. to go with it. We we, we 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 she received the dick. You, you get what I'm coming from? You know? No, I got you. We, we <laughs> you know, no, I'm just talking to the listeners. You know? <laughs> I talk to him from time to time. But um, it's just to me, I think that, like I said, is in this generation, what I see with the men <clears throat> is that they just don't have any bravado about them. Maybe it's funny because uh, <laughs> I don't know who the hell said it. I don't know if it was a positive lace or Ty Stokes said, men done, be- since they didn't grow their hair out, they done became vain. And I said, you know something, you got a point there. Because when I listen to the shit that men complain about, 
Like, okay, if she makes more money than him. Really, nigga? <laughs> you mad because your woman makes more money than you. Now, what you need to be worried about is you making some money for just in case she has a bad month and you got to cover that ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Period. Um, it, whether or not, um, I don't know, like, like that man, man of spirit shit, the problem is, is that we listen to the foolishness of the few, but not the truth of the many. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and, and we're in an era where the few has the biggest voice because they're the ones that talk the most. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when, <clears throat> when, for example, women look at Cardi B and what have you, and they want to see the sex appeal. They wanted to stay. They saw how Kim Kardashian popped off, and all this shit. And I guess what they figured men necessarily wanted, <laughs> not realizing that this was pushed upon you by social media, by society, by powers that be. For one, you know how much money these damn doctors done made doing these BBLs. You ain't got to tell me how much money I did made. You realize the reason why some of these women was getting BBLs because they was in fucking Hollywood and they had a agent saying, "I think you might want to get a you might want to get a tummy tuck if you want to get this wrong." But once again, to the people that on the outside look at the picture. They see that's the way I'm gonna get a man, that's the way I can look sexy. You know, period. Cause it's funny the thing that they should now they motherfucking want the most. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I just feel like yes, a lot of women have confidence issues in themselves. And yes, society has painted this picture. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of a, a lot of women is going along with it, and now regretting the fact that they went along with it because it became sheep. There's no yeah. sheep on the side. Yeah, even, and, even on the men's side, it's the same thing. It's like <clears throat> even as as a man, as a man, I, I guess maybe I grew up in a different. Maybe because I'm older or what have you, it just. Even when I look at the, some of the male talents that come in the business, mm-hmm. many of them, hmm. they on point. But let me be the first to tell you, the realest porn stars actually dudes is probably 1%. That other 99% are lames. Mm-hmm. Because it's just the way that it's, it's the way that they move, the way that they act, the way that they talk. The way that their thought process and two is then became too easy for them to get in. Mm-hmm. Now, now let me put that to the regular world. Because men had to stop being men. Part of that is <clears throat> you're going out to meet a chick. You're taking a chick out on a date. There's no cell phone. Y'all actually have to fucking conversate. Mm-hmm. You have to, then you might go to the movies. That yes, actually go to the movies. That means we're not at the house watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then we come back to the house, we play around, we kiss. There's some foreplay. Mm-hmm. 
little making love. You turn on the soft music out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It might be a little bit of genuine. And back in my day, it might be Casey and JoJo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Brian McKnight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. If you ever fuck the Brian McKnight, it's a beautiful thing, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> that orgasm is here. That, that nut come hard, boy, goddamn. <laughs> I am dying. Never felt this way about loving. <laughs> you should be struggling like, oh yeah, never felt this good. That's what it does. Oh yeah, never felt this good, girl. God damn you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You snuck after. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's, that ahead. is that 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 is that doesn't happen anymore. That those type yeah. of things. I mean, for people that for people that are traditionalists and. I, I am somewhat of a traditionalist. I still enjoy doing those those type those kind of yeah. things. So I, if when I am in a relationship, I do make sure that I still do those kind of things because that's what I like to. That, that's what I enjoy doing. But yeah. I have to understand I I am an old soul. So mm. which is the reason why I enjoy those type of things because I I enjoy enjoy even though I do porn, I still enjoy the traditional ways of dating, and. Um, and because of the social media bullshit, people don't know how to hold conversations nowadays. I'm, I'm a sapiosexual. So if you can't communicate through words, then nine times out of 10, we're not going to get anywhere. If you can't hold a conversation, like if we go on a date, which is crazy, I, I, I took a guy on a date one time and I thought I was really gonna, I like, before we went on a date, I, I really liked him. Like, I thought he was cool. Like, he was a, you know, a musical musician. He, he knew how to play different instruments. And um, I liked his vibe and his aura. Like, it, it was, his energy was just real, like, vibrating. And I was just like, I really like this guy. I was like, I think I'm going to ask him out on a date. And I'm going to pay for it and everything. And everything was good. And we went on a date and he could not hold a conversation like we was eating dinner and just talking and I just felt like I had to do most of the talking because I felt like he wasn't talking much I don't know it was just really weird and it's like I haven't really spoke to that man no 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 like he was very attentive like neither one of us had our phones um but it's just like he just he just struggled with holding a conversation I I didn't I don't know if he was just nervous I mean even down, I, I can go deep into the music, people. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, 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 it's just to me, I think, like, if I ever had a son, I'd be like, nah, boy, dad, put the phone down, talk to the damn girl. And have a conversation. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much you would get from a conversation, how far you would get with a conversation. Yeah, but it, can't just, it can't just be any conversation because I, it's, it has to be an intellectual conversation. It has mm-hmm. to be something that I feel like it's genuine. Like, it has to, it has to flow. Like, I, I have to feel like I'm losing time. Like, we've been sitting at the table for three hours and didn't even notice it because that's how good the conversation was. I feel like if it's kind of not like that, then it's probably not going to go anywhere after that because I just feel like it's just it's just awkward. It's just weird. Like, we don't... I feel like we didn't have the connection that I felt like we had, so this isn't going to go anywhere past wherever it is now. So... I just took it took it as one on the chin, and I paid for the dinner, and we went out separate ways, and you know we kind of keep in touch, you know. Hey, how you doing? How you been? But she gave, she gave him a nice hug. Yeah, a little church hug, a little pat on the back. Um, but yeah, he couldn't hold a conversation, so I just. I she gave him a hug. 
Bullshit. He said, his boy said, oh shit, friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> we as men know the friend zone hub, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a cool guy and, you know, he will eventually be very successful, but unfortunately, we just weren't compatible. So keep it moving. There you go. And with that being said, she, you know how good the conversation is? Yeah, we damn near almost hit two hours. So, <laughs> so with that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you, baby girl. Um, you can find the lovely Quincy Rowe on allmylinks.com backslash Quincy Rowe. Quincy dash row and that's row with two e's um you can follow me on uh twitter which is row quincy r-o-e-e-q-u-i-n-c-y or my instagram it is quincy underscore row um that is pretty much the uh i i just got on tiktok too um i haven't added my tiktok to my all my links yet i probably do that after i get off this call but i have that oh and i forgot to tell you guys i am now hosting content creating classes um i forgot to tell you that um uh, it's something new that i'm trying to do um i'm starting classes to help people that would like to get into the industry um so if this is something that you would like to do and you're serious um, you can always hit my email or any of my social media links um, and uh, just let me know that you're interested in the classes and then I can hook you right up with with that information. Um, I think it's very important for me to continue to keep growing and also helping people that would like to do the same thing. And I feel like the best way to do is to teach them the proper way and let them know the ins, outs, pros and cons of this industry. So if that's something that you're interested in. Holla at me. And with that being said, people, the next time you hear her, hopefully it will be in the premium smoke room. $4.99 a month. Seven premium podcasts for you to enjoy. And we get wild, wilder, more uncensored, more candid, even more honest. And it is the (laughs) safe space for the sex industry. Oh, I'm gonna be sexy. I'm, I'm probably gonna have on some red with a little wine. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a whole thing. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> There's no telling what might go down in the premium smoke room. I just want to let y'all know. And for mm-hmm. my subscribers that are listening, please continue to get that four ninety nine. We're gonna continue to entertain you. So with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke mm-hmm. is over. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, guys. See you next time. (laughs) Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right.